Yo. Start to yawn though. So, um. I was thinking about starting a new podcast. Because, <laughs> um. I'm just so bored. I've got nothing to do, really. Um. Obviously, Shima isn't working for me anymore as the general manager of Dream Catalog. Hold on. Got some San Pellegrino here. Nice evening glass of San Pellegrino. So it's um, 25 past midnight, um, Friday morning, technically, Thursday evening, whatever. Um, sorry for my chest squeaking here too, I'm just sort of like swiveling side to side on it. So I was thinking about starting a podcast because, um, like I said, or I think I said, I can't remember now, I think I said, I've got nothing to do. And I haven't really done a podcast in quite a while, especially not one on my own. Um, So, you know, I might be a bit rusty. Obviously, I am rusty. Um, But I think I should just do one anyway, because, you know, I've got to keep making content. I've got to keep putting out files onto the internet. So this is... um, you know, this is like my career, basically. Just hit and record <laughs> on, a, on a podcast. Then, see, the idea is you listen to this, right? I don't get paid for you listening to this. This is free. But hopefully, you know, you'll click subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to this. Um, I think it's on Spotify. Yeah, well, yeah, it's on Spotify, but I don't know. I'm trying to think if it's going to be anywhere else. Spotify, Anchor, just those two, I think, at first. But I think I can go through and set up Apple and Google and all the other shit, but who cares, whatever. If you really want to listen to it, you'll just listen on Anchor or Spotify, I guess. Which is what you're doing right now. You're listening to my podcast. So it's um, Friday the 5th of August, 0026am, 2022 is the year, no it's 0027am here in uh, the United Kingdom, let me just have some, <sighs> see I should have probably had still water for this because um, <coughs> I'll burp like that while I'm making the podcast. Because it's fizzy. Can you hear that? Don't know if that's picking up anything. The next time I pour some from the bottle into the glass, I'll um, do it right by the microphone. Um, What was I talking about? 
Oh yeah, podcast. Why am I doing this podcast? So this is like my profession. Um, like what you hear right now, this is what I do for a job. Basically. <laughs> this is my job. Um, see, I've got all these sort of like product lines like 2814 and um, HK Hong Kong Express. I've got a few other decent ones too. Suburus. You know, that, that doesn't do too badly. Dark Pyramid. Um, bunch of other shit as well. Of course, I've got a lot of flap too. Oh, and Lucid. <coughs> Which is sort of like my main name now, Lucid. Hold on a sec, I'm just going to have some chewing gum. I'm chewing gum on the podcast. Actually, what am I doing? Chewing gum while I'm drinking some Pellegrino. It doesn't make much sense, does it? See, I'm all flustered from doing a podcast because I'm, I'm, I'm not in my element right now. And I was thinking to myself, you know, it would be funny if I start chewing gum on the podcast. But let me split this out. an empty bottle of San Pellegrino from last night here that I can put the chewing gum into for now. So that's handy. Um, okay, what was I talking about? Podcast. Alright, we're six minutes into this piece of shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I did the podcast with Shima for years, Canvas. Um, you know, we did it on and off. It's kind of a waste of time, really. Um, I mean, it seemed like every time we were building momentum with it, it just sort of went nowhere afterwards. I don't know why. What were we? What were we thinking? Like, you know, we do flap for like two or three weeks, and then, you know, we'd interview John McAfee, <laughs> and then, you know, the week later we'd be promoting like a fucking I don't know, Ranger Dream Punk album or something, just like the. The two things just didn't go together whatsoever. See, we should have been releasing Ranger's death metal music, not as fucking ambient music. This is the thing, like, people have this preconceived notion of Dream Catalog because of 2814 and all that stuff. So people always just send me this, like, fucking ambient music. And I like ambient music, but I don't want just, I don't want to just, like, fucking base my whole life around fucking ambient music or I'll go insane. You know, the Dream Catalog's gonna have like a mix of stuff on there maybe, you know, a little bit of ambient music's nice. You know, end of the night kind of vibe. Um You know you know what, I'm gonna put some on in the background here. I'll put on um Gateway as your that's a good one. See, Gateway Azure is a really, really good ambient drone album. 
you know, that would be nice, you know, say if I've just released, like, 10 flap albums or some shit, to release, like, Azure by Gateway, that's a good vibe, you know, that's like, you know, when you're putting, you know, a run of things together, you want that little switch up like that, just to, you know, sort of alter the vibe a little bit, you don't want to release, like, fucking two flap albums and then six ambient albums, it just doesn't make sense, but, you know, this is sort of my fault anyway for... I guess not really taking it seriously enough. Well, let me skip into this a bit. There you go. Hopefully you can hear the... Let me see if it's picking it up on there. Um... Turn it up slightly. Yeah, see this this album, um, Ga uh, Gateway, as you're just one of Nicole's projects. Um, something about it's just so intense compared to like almost any other ambient music I've ever heard. I mean, I've listened to lots of ambient music and lots of it can be intense, but I don't know. It's just something about this album that really like floors me a little bit. Um, I think it's just sort of like how. Sort of, it's sort of like a thick fog that just rolls over you. <laughs> sound, sound a bit like fucking pad trainings and insane shit like that. <laughs> it's like a thick fog that just rolls over you. <laughs> it cracks me up when people talk about music like that. Just because they sort of feel like they have to. See, when I when I say things like that, it's because I mean it. Um, other people, you know, they think they have to speak like that about music. Like, most music to me, I'm just gonna say, yeah, it's alright, or yeah, it's shit. That's about as much as you need to say for, like, 95% of music, I guess. But, you know, there's other music that does inspire something in you. Um, and, you know, it's, it's often something personal, really. So I was walking through um, the city tonight and I was just thinking to myself, you know, like I'm just sort of like driving myself crazy, um, creating all these products, flat products. When I say products, um, I mean like literally, you know, MP3 that is a product. I, I don't just mean, you know, like, merchandise, which, you know, obviously, fucking underground music's all about merchandise these days, isn't it? I guess, you know, you know, um, Dream Catalogue definitely fed into all that, no doubt, but, um, obviously, what made Dream Catalogue rather different in that regard was that we <coughs> put the music first. 
Well, it's, it's, it's so like unsophisticated for me to burp in the middle of a podcast so much. I shouldn't really drink fizzy drinks. The thing is, though, if I don't burp, <coughs> I'll feel like bloated and uh, gassy and stuff. So it's sort of important to make yourself burp if you're um, drinking a fizzy drink. Yeah, so I do, you know, I do really like ambient music quite a lot. It is one of my real, like, go-to music styles. You know, that's how we all really approach music these days, isn't it? You know, with Spotify, playlists, genres. Um, you know, the old, the old sort of, like, 20th century culture of the star and the album and such. It's almost niche now. Like, even these big pop stars and rappers and such. They're not really, you know, not, there's no, like, Michael Jackson anymore. Um, I'm trying to think who, who's, like, the biggest star. Like, pro probably someone like fucking BTS, to be honest. Like, that K-pop band. Um, you know, they, they've got, like, that really devoted fan base that you see all over the internet. Um... But, you know, it's not a... I, d I don't really know anything about fucking BTS. Who else is there? The Weeknd. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, it's, it, like, it's like that old pop, pop 20th century pop um, icon and pop music culture and all that stuff. Just sort of, um, you know, died on the vine a little bit, I'd say. Um, you know, what have we got now? We've got the internet and... Cyberpunk. You know, who who are the icons of right now? It's, you know, politics, really. Donald Trump. Um, who else? Elon Musk. These are, like, you know, the big icons that everyone knows. You know, Gr even Grimes, right? Famous for being Elon Musk's wife, mainly, rather than for her music. I was looking on Spotify, too, um, recently. And I noticed, like, 2814, um, Birth of a New Day, has quite high play counts. Um, so, the first track on there has 7.3 million. Um, restore, or other people know it as recovery, like, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. Track one off Birth of a New Day, you know, everyone knows that track. So that's got 7.3 million plays, right? So I went to, like... Aphex Twin, right, let me pull them up. So on the Aphex Twin, new, um, not new album, his last album, Syro, from 2014, um, the first track on that has 7.9 million plays. And if you go like track by track on the album, it's sort of like roughly equivalent to Birth of a New Day, just, you know, a little bit higher, I guess. But this is an album that, you know, had huge, um, you know, music industry promotion. It had a fucking blimp fly over London and everything. Compared to, you know, what Birth of a New Day, just, you know, two guys who met on the internet in the 2010s and made some tunes over the internet. Um...
what was the point I was going to make? I can't even fucking remember now. <laughs> Just sort of um, bragging, I guess. So yeah, I guess, um, you know, 2814 better than Apex Twin. See, imagine if 2814 had, had that kind of campaign. And, you know, all the media coverage and such. What would the uh, perception be? What would the listenership be like? Would it would it be like, you know, ten times bigger than the Aphex Twin album? Who knows? Let me skip to another track here. Just gonna turn it up a little bit. Um <laughs> um. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna put pause and Sam Pellegrino Let me pause the music. So, sort of ruins the vibe. But hold on. Since I'm not gonna drink this on the show again, probably. So you should have heard the poor and the first. Uh, Anyway, I'm just sort of like joking around here and uh, getting into the groove of having a podcast again. See, I've tried to run a solo podcast a few times and I don't know what happened. I always seem to get sidetracked, but... See, the thing with um, producing content for the internet is consistency is really key. Quality is important too, but consistency is actually more important now, I think. Um... Because, like, quality can strike at any moment and, you know, cause ripples, so... But, see, if you're not being consistent, then the, you know, when you put that quality product out there, um, you know, that ripple effect isn't there. So you need that sort of consistency. And then, you know... It's sort of like you're, um, you know, as an artist, which I guess is what I am, an artist. I've got like a studio, I guess, which is a a spare bedroom, which I have a computer in with some equipment. And then a, a poster of Akira, which is the only uh, thing on my wall, which on the poster it says, it's got a slogan under the film title that says, uh, the end of the world is just the beginning. Which is a, a lyric that I use on the new Chessmaster album. Oh, there's another one of my product lines, Chessmaster. So I used that lyric on the last track of the new Chessmaster album. And I, qu I quite like that, um, you know, slogan. I'd like to adopt that slogan for this podcast series, Enter the Sprawl. Which is the title. So, enter the sprawl. The end of the world is just the beginning. See, everyone keeps saying it's the end of the world lately, and it's starting to piss me off a little bit. So it's just like, so uninspired. You know, people have been saying this for so long now. It just gets fucking boring hearing it over and over again. You know, everyone's sort of expecting some big cataclysmic event to occur. 
because of this like constant suspense and tension. And um, I don't know, there probably will be some cataclysmic events, no doubt, but doesn't mean it's the end of the world as such. We see what's going on on Twitter here. Don't know how long I'm gonna go on this podcast for, probably like half an hour, I guess. So here you go, I, I posted a tweet earlier saying annoying that you have to act like a vanilla cunt to get uh, retweets, likes, and thus have your music travel more widely. See, these are the sort of like technical issues <coughs> that I deal with as a professional artist. Um, I don't really get as many like likes and retweets as other people because um, I don't sort of play by the rules, so to speak. So there's sort of like unwritten rules of being an artist on the internet where you sort of have to um, pretend that, you know, you give a shit about Twitter and pretend that, you know, you really like um, <laughs> you really <laughs> like, you know, selling products and all this kind of boring shit. Let me go on the George Clanton Twitter, hold on. Cause he's like the sort of, you know, he's he's the good boy. He he does everything r- right. Let me have a look here. I'm the bad boy. <laughs> See, that's sort of like my USP too. So that's how how I need to sort of sell myself, marketing wise. But that's the problem. Um, when you start, you know, actually marketing it, it's like, ugh, can't, can't be fucking bothered. At that point, it's like, you know, what what's the difference between marketing and art itself? It's all, you know, marketing. It's all kayfabe bullshit. Just like this podcast. This podcast is bullshit. See, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I always have done, even before it was like a trend. I, I always like talk radio when I was a teenager. I used to have a radio in my room. And I'd stay up well into the late hours listening to radio. Um, I'd listen to John Peel pretty much every night. Um, from 10 o'clock and then after that um, I'd usually switch over to local radio and listen to um, local talk radio sometimes sometimes I'd listen to a lot of uh, Manchester um, talk radio too so I'd switch between like Liverpool and we could get like Manchester FM too so Piccadilly Key 103 it was called so I used to listen to a lot of that and a lot of Radio City 96.7, which was um, Liverpool. They both had talk shows on at the same time after midnight. So I'd listen to that all the time when I was a teenager, uh, just laying in bed, not able to sleep, probably because I heard the radio on. Hold on, what was George Clanton's Twitter? 
<laughs> I just realized the reason it's not coming up is because I've gotten blocked. <laughs> Let me um, load it on a different thing. I just want to get like a few example tweets to show you like why I'm not a very good um what's this fucking thing oh here we are why I'm not a very good um, professional mp3 uploader okay let's have a look here So he tweeted, Before cell phone, everyone's favourite band was Blink-182. Now that we have cell phone, everyone's favourite band is 100 Gex. Like, Just the most uninspired, boring, like lifeless kind of thing you could think to tweet. I mean, let's analyse this tweet, right? And then I'll probably just make this the sort of finale of the show. And then I'll do a fucking bait. <laughs> podcast title called Analyzing a Tweet by George Clinton. <laughs> Before cell phone, alright, he didn't say cell phones. He said cell phone, whatever. Because he's trying to be, you know, maybe, maybe it was just, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and just say it's, you know, genuine um, typing error. So, before cell phone, Everyone's favorite band was Blink-182. Alright, so um, he didn't capitalize B in Blink. You know, maybe he just wasn't, you know, didn't really care that much. But I, 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 I actually disagree. He probably does care a lot about every tweet he puts up. Because he's quite, um, what's the word? Polished. So... So that's the thing, like, you know, there's a sort of, like, way of presenting yourself in a sort of fake, you know, oh, this is just a sloppy, spur-of-the-moment kind of vibe, but it's actually, like, very polished. Uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, mainstream artists have that sort of look. Like, if you, you know, go into an Ariana Grande album on Spotify, you'll see all, all her track titles are in lowercase, for example. A lot of artists do that. Like, you know, I'm too lazy to even fucking capitalize my title. The funniest is, um, <laughs> when you see on Twitter, uh, you know, where it says, like, what device it was sent from, it says Twitter for iPhone, and, like, all these, like, sort of leftist kind of people and girls, they always have, like, the capital letter taken off the beginning, you know, the way it's automatic. <laughs> but they actually like go into the like settings and such to turn it off so they've got like the oh I'm so lazy aesthetic <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's so it's so easy to see through it it just like makes me laugh um, and the worst too is like they, they go for like oh, I'm the so you know I'm so indifferent and uncare like so indifferent and cool and lazy aesthetic that I'm not even going to use a comma either I'm just going to write a fucking block of text in lowercase. <laughs> anyway, getting a bit too, um, bit too whingy here. Anyway, let me, let me get back to this tweet. So, before cell phone, 
everyone's favorite band was Blink-182, so that just, you know, that wasn't true. I guess maybe it was true for the sort of world he grew up in, but only sort of like really spurgy kids enjoyed Blink-182, um, where I came from. I never really liked them very much. Actually, I did like, um, it was one of the later albums after the stopped being so pop punk it was the one with um i miss you and feeling that or whatever it's called on it that was all right i mean like not a fucking monumental album or anything but it was a decent album um all right yeah so i disagree that everyone's favorite band is blink 22. after that he goes on to say now that we have cell phone all right so he, he, he uses the phrase cell phone instead of cell phones twice, so I'm gonna say that, you know, what, what what's the point in that, whatever. Everyone's favorite band is 100 Gurks. See, this is like such a fucking bait kind of tweet. Um, it's like, you know, please notice me, music industry. <laughs> please, please collaborate with me, 100 Gurks. And, you know, it's not, it's not true at all. Anyway. Um, thing with 100 Gax as well, you know, I've, everyone knows this by now who follows me, but they sort of, like, took a lot of the style from my flap stuff, and this is a good way to wrap up the episode, actually. So they took a lot of style from my, uh, flap in 2018-19. I think the debut album came out in 2020, was it? Or 2019, I can't remember. Never look. Came out. Ugh, where is it? <coughs> They're another one with the fucking fake lowercase aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, came out in 2000. Oh no, May the 31st, 2019. So just about a year after I started doing flap, basically. Um. You know, people, you know, make fun of me for saying this, but Laura Less does follow me on Twitter and was following me on Twitter in that period, so. I've got no doubt that, you know, a hundred gags have heard flap. And no doubt we're inspired by it because there's, you know, the similarities are just so um, striking. Like, one of the most obvious things to me was when they had the sort of, like, fake viral marketing campaign. I say fake because it's obviously, you know, this is like the music industry. These aren't, like, a fucking, um, you know, independent act like me. They've got, like, music industry backing behind them, so they get to do all kinds of sort of subversive campaigns and such. Anyway, um... One of the most striking things to me was the viral marketing campaign where they started writing gags, 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 gags on Twitter and everyone started doing it. And this is exactly what I'd been doing with Flap. Like, I'd, you know, I'd write Flap, 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 Flap over and over and people, other people would tweet it and I'd retweet them and so on. And that was like part of the original inception of Flap on Twitter in 2018. And it was like, you know, tweet the word flap and it would be fucking hilarious 
let me tweet this. Then you'd have all these fucking monks from like the so-called quote-unquote underground scene, which you know, I'll, <laughs> it's not really an underground scene. It's like the fucking MP3 uploading community. You had all these monks who like used to diss me over flap, and how like annoying I was with her. But all of a sudden, like I'd see these exact same people, like proper spurgs, just like tweeting the gax 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 shit. It's like fucking mindless. <laughs> Mindless, like, robots or whatever. Just fallen, like, um, bait, line, and hook for the fucking marketing campaign. So I just, <laughs> I just tweeted flapping quote. <laughs> I just tweeted the word flapping, um, Quotes, speech marks, whatever. And it's like, it's still funny. Four and a half years later. Will Flap ever not be funny? It's hard to uh, envisage. So, how is it gonna wrap this up again? There was a way that, like, this 100 Gax thing sort of relates to what I was talking about, but I've completely forgotten now. So, whatever. Until next time, peace.